Class is in session. Your most unconventional class. She talks all things, all subjects. It's the interdisciplinary podcast, hosted by your favorite doctor. This is what's the say with Doctor Kim Ray. Welcome to the show. This is a very special edition of the What's the Say with Dr. Kim Ray podcast today. That's because it's the first of its kind and it won't be the last. But today we are talking about one of the most talked about subjects currently in today's world, right? Or at least in America. We're talking about voting. Voting. It's election season and it's probably arguably one of the most important elections of our generation. So, you know, I want to talk about this with a very impressive individual today. But before I get to her, I want to talk about this first. Many of you know, if you know me and you follow me and you subscribe, you know that I really am passionate about social injustices and voting. So about several weeks ago, I did a talk show on 940 Wins, the Defoe show. It's an AM radio talk show. And on that show, I encourage everyone to keep that same energy. Keep that same energy, right? Because at that time we were talking about protesting and the George Floyd situation and those angry protesters. And I'm not against protesting, but uh, we talked about the violent uh, things that happen after protesting as a result of protesting. And so what I want everyone to do and what I encouraged everyone to do was to stay in the game. This is not a one-time situation where you go protest and you say, I'm done, I'm done. That's reactionary. That's not proactive, right? We need to be proactive. So that means 365. That means before the election. That means after the election. And that means also holding your elected officials accountable. That means coming back the next round when you've seen what they said they were going to do. Did they actually do it, though? And are you holding them accountable for the fact that they did or did not do those actions? So it's important that you come back the next time, the next season, and that you're there the entire season, right? So that's the whole point of me saying that it's important for us to keep these elected officials accountable. That's the energy you have to keep, not just after, but during, before, after, all the time. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, voting and staying active and getting engaged and understanding the lay of the land, right? So I have my dear friend of over 18 years with us today, and she is impressive. She's impressive. But first, I want to remind you guys, if you like what we're doing, click that subscribe button and hit your notification bell below for your weekly reminders of what we have going on. All right, so let me read to y'all real quick about this queen right here. I have her, her, her bio right here with me because she is impressive. I don't even want to memorize this. I, I want to make sure that I say a lot of these things and in detail who she is that I want to I read it this time to you. So Charlene Stanberry actually currently serves as the chief of staff for Representative Yvette D. Clark, and Yvette D. Clark is based out of New York in Brooklyn. So that's where they are. And um, Charlene, though, is actually in Washington, D.C. And so she is the vice chair of the House Energy and Commerce Committee. But she also serves as the chief of staff, right, for Representative Clark. And 
She previously served for Representative Clark as the Legislative Director and Counsel, the Vice President of External Affairs for Net Communications, Counsel for the Multicultural Media, Telecom and Internet Counsel, and Professional Staff for the, guess what, guys, the Congressional Black Caucus. Wow. Get this. She started before then, back in 2016. She was on the Hillary for America campaign, okay? She served as Regional Voter protection director in Florida. And Charlene also is an attorney. She earned her JD from Florida International University College of Law in Miami, Florida. And she also got her BS, her BA, and her MPA. Okay, can you say educated? (laughs) My friend Charlene got all of those degrees from the University of Central Florida. Go Knights. That's where we met in college, in undergrad. So um, she's still doing her thing. But Charlene also loves to serve her community. She is also a proud member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And she also serves in various leadership capacities as well in the community. We're talking about on the Washington Bar Association Educational Foundation, the Junior League of Washington, and the New Leaders Council, D.C. I mean, she's so impressive. And let me tell you this. She's also an educator. She's an adjunct professor at the University of the District of Columbia in Washington, D.C. I'm going to have a guest from that university in D.C. as well coming up on the show and down the season later on. So two people from UDC. That's pretty cool there. But um, currently right now, she wears the crown, y'all. She wears the crown, the crown for the Lawyer of the Year Award. Okay, the Washington Bar Association crowned her as the Lawyer of the Year in 2020. And 2020 is, is a crazy year, but she got that crown in 2020. And she's also top 40 under 40 nation's best advocate from the National Bar Association, not just the Washington, D.C., the National Bar Association. So we are bringing it today. This is why I had to read off of here because it is so so impressive and I wanted to make sure I got every single detail correct so please welcome Charlene Stanberry to the show hello Charlene hello Dr. Kim Ray it's such (laughs) a pleasure to be here with you yes I'm so happy to have you girl I just shared with my subscribers how impressive and amazing and just an honor to know you, to, to say that you're my friend of all these years. Wow, you are something else, girl. That bio is, woo, it's untouchable. We're sisters forever. <laughs> I love that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So today, Charlene, let's jump right in, you know, because they already know who you are. They know what you do. They know how, how much knowledge you, you have and that you can bring to this discussion that we're going to have today. So I want to share that we're talking about woke vote. Having a woke vote in 2020 and even after 2020, this is information that you're going to to learn today that can take you through the rest of your life as far as learning to to be more impactful, right, in this society that we live in. So so I I brought on a big, a heavy hitter today. (laughs) But so I want to share this with with my subscribers, Charlene, and then I want to ask you, you know, to share your thoughts and, and any additional thoughts and even chime in if you feel like, you know, you, you want to say something based on what we're talking about right then. But, you know, I brought up previous to me bringing you on the show, I was telling my subscribers how important it is for, for them to hold our elected officials 
accountable, you know, especially these local legislators. And so, right. Recently, I was looking at the platinum plan, the $500 billion plan that Donald Trump is supposed to be implementing um, miraculously if he is elected in 2020. But I just find it odd that here we're talking about this in the 21st hour of the campaign season. And I've, I've run a campaign before. And I know how that works. And to me, this is this is calculated right here. You know, 19 days ago, 19 days, you know. So like, where have you been the last four years? Right. So I'm looking at this and I'm going, hey, here's a prime situation, a prime example of not holding our elected officials accountable. Right. Because he's Mm -hmm. had four years to show us as the black community. We're both black women. He's had four years to show us uh, what he was going to do with the black community specifically. And um, now here he is now coming up with this plan, you know, because it, it, he's, it's all hot topics right now. We had the, the George Floyd situation, the Black Lives Matter situation. Mm-hmm. But all of this has been conversation in the black community for hundreds of years. This is not news to us. George Floyd is, we're just thankful that, you know, um, we're able to unfortunately use that situation to gain some eyes to this this mm-hmm. bigger problem of systemic racism. This has never been on the back burner for us. So we're kind of confused at the fact that it's kind of the, like the last hour that now you're bringing it up. It just seems a little bit um, ill fitting, uh, if you ask me. But I'm not I am proud that Dice Cube is getting engaged and trying to educate and learn about and listening to all sides, both sides, right? I'm proud Mm -hmm. of him for that. But I'm not proud of the fact that this is two weeks out and we don't need to confuse our community. And it's unfortunate, but I feel like Cube should have said something like this. I feel like it's okay for him to have engaged this. I do. But mm-hmm. I just feel like he should have maybe said something more like, Mr. President, I really like this plan that you've chosen to bring out at this time. However, my brand, because he is a celebrity, okay, mm-hmm. my brand and my, you know, maybe if he wants to separate from a brand and be a human, myself, me, I, I don't feel comfortable bringing this to my community at this point, telling them that this is something that you said you're going to do. What I would suggest is, Mr. President, that you move forward. I encourage you to move forward with your plan and continue to promote it within your campaign. And if you are elected, you know, or reelected, um, when you roll it out, I'll be more than happy to serve and help with this program. That's what I would have said if I were Cube, I mean, because Cube, you got to tread lightly when you're dealing. This is not political checkers. This is political chess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> 110%. Yeah. I, I don't know. So I, but that, the point of me bringing that up, guys, is not to knock, I'm not bashing Cube. I'm not saying let's cancel Cube. I'm just saying that it's a little too late for us to be thinking that this is we're messing up. We're losing when we're saying that we are holding our elected officials accountable because we're not holding him accountable. That's literally saying that it's okay for him not to have worked with us the entire four years and now come now. Well, why are you reelecting him then? Where's the accountability? Mm-hmm. That's, I guess, where my point is. So it took me a long time to get to that, but hopefully you guys were following me there. <laughs> but yeah. um, 
Right. So, I, I, you know, another thing, too, that that I when I think about accountability is this. I'm in Florida now. OK, a lot of people know me to be in North Carolina, but I'm in Florida now. And Florida has a Republican governor where this is a nonpartisan conversation. But DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, has put into place the Amendment 4 that basically is where Florida felons, they are not permitted to, they can't regain their right to vote until they've paid all of their fines, their restitution, and their legal fees in the state of Florida before they can vote. And that to me, Charlene, is criminal. It's criminal to me because it's 90%, criminal and crazy. Criminal and crazy. CNC. I mean, 90% of the individuals that are incarcerated right now and across this nation are nonviolent. So how can you possibly say that they should have their right to vote revoked? They should be able to vote in prison, honestly. But that's a whole other conversation. But if you are a free person, if you're a free human being, you are out and about, you're trying to work, we're in the middle of a pandemic and you're talking about legal fees and restitution. It's a lot. It's a lot for me right now. So that's what I mean about holding our elected officials accountable and making making sense of it all, because that is inhumane. That's criminal. It's inhumane. And um, that's that's all I'm going to say on that. But I want to ask you, though, Charlene, you know, we've got we've got Joe Biden and Donald Trump running for president right now. Normally, I talk about local legislation, local legislation. And of course, we're going to talk about that later on in this conversation. But um, I want to talk about uh, real quickly that the swing states that Mm -hmm. we normally have a little bit of confusion or uh, concern of who's going to go which direction or mm-hmm. you know, those battleground states the battle like, florida. Brown, like florida mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like florida <laughs> well eight eight of them exist right and biden right now is leading in seven of them you know um let's talk a little bit about this voting and and the the absentee ballots we're in the middle of a pandemic so there's a this the the lay of the land of, of voting is obviously a lot different this time. You know, they've got a lot of uh, drive-throughs. They've got a curbside. They've got all these different types. They've got 24 hours now, some places and, and Sundays and Saturdays. And some people are not even doing, uh, I think Delaware is the only state that is not allowing early voting. So, I mean, there's just a lot. So, So tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the voting experience, absentee ballots, what they need to know, before they go type of thing. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Kimray. I think that's like the most important um, because people don't really know that there's three different ways to vote. So one of the resources that I've been pointing people to is IWillVote.com. So Mm -hmm. if all else fails, just go to IWillVote.com. Okay. I mean, that's a part of former first lady, well, my forever first lady, Michelle Obama's (laughs) campaign. (laughs) Will we all vote, right? So IWillVote.com, basically, you can type in your address, what state you're in, and it will show all of the voting information for you. So one of the reasons why I say that is because there's three ways to vote, but it depends on your state. So that's why we say it's always important to hold your local and your state officials accountable the same time you're holding Congress accountable, you're holding the president accountable, right? So some states have early voting, like you mentioned Delaware, 
uh, mm-hmm. may not have early voting. Uh-huh. Early voting and the amount of time you have for early voting mm-hmm. is decided upon by your supervisor of elections. And okay. that's, a, that's another role that people don't know about elected that has a lot official. of power. Right? Elected mm-hmm. official. Is I, if I could tell any young person and get involved that wants to run for office, I would tell them, look at your supervisor of elections mm-hmm. office because okay. that's deciding how we vote. Right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll use Florida because, Dr. Kimmery, you're in Florida. I'm okay. originally from Florida. Yeah. Early voting um, is two weeks before the national election day. There's a certain amount of polling locations that are going to be open for people to just go vote early in person. Okay. So that's option one. Option two, like you mentioned, is absentee ballots. And Mm -hmm. you'll hear other people call them vote by mail ballots also. Yes. So you can request your absentee or vote by mail ballot. And basically it would come in the mail. You fill it out. You sign it. But one thing I would say is make sure that you are filling it out correctly and that you are signing it in the right place. Because if you're not and it's returned and it's incorrect, they will throw that ballot out. Okay. Oh, wow. So, you know. You know what else, though, Charlene? I learned um, through the training for poll working. That that, that phrase is not a good phrase to say loosely, poll working. I joke, I joke. In the training, though, seriously, all jokes aside, the ballots, if you've noticed that any of the poll, if the poll workers write anything on your ballot before um, or after, your ballot will be disqualified just because they wrote It's invalidated. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be careful and make sure that these poll workers are, are not trying to mess with any of the ballots. And tamper your ballot. Tamper yeah. I mean, your ballots. Mm -hmm. It's basically tampering your ballot. I mean, so I think since a lot of us are in the house and it's a pandemic, what we've seen is we've seen these extraordinary numbers of people voting by mail. Yes. But just making sure the biggest thing I would say is make sure that you are filling out your ballot correctly, Mm -hmm. that it's signed in a place it's supposed to be signed and that it's sealed correctly. Yeah. Because what most people don't know is all of the campaigns are allowed to go to the canvassing board. And they will go through each ballot one by one to try and throw it out if it's been tampered with or that if it's not filled out correctly. Wow. I did not know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And, you know, the thing is, right now it's a pandemic and a lot of people don't want to go in person and they are mailing, like you're saying. But the other concern is that the U.S. Post Office, you know, there's delays in mail. There's there's a lot Correct. of uh, stuff going on with mail right now. People aren't getting their, their regular shipments that they normally do. Pe- mail is getting lost. So it's a concern for sure during this election season. And I think to address those concerns, so this is what we've seen. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of states, our municipalities, our cities create official drop boxes just for ballots. Okay. So that's why it's important to people to just check out and see if I am voting by absentee or vote by mail, does my city or my location have an official drop box where I can just drop my ballot there? And another thing that people don't know is if you vote absentee or vote by mail, you can also turn it in to an early vote location. Oh, so you don't necessarily have to vote, you know, wait to vote. You can actually turn your ballot into there. It just depends on what the stipulations are for your particular jurisdiction. Yeah. And you know what? Um, Just to add real quick and we can go on to another topic 
to keep it moving. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that I learned too is subscribers and Charlene, please chime in. If you want to be boxed into one location, then you wouldn't go during the early voting time. But the early voting time means that you have the option to go to multiple locations to, to vote. And so it's more convenient for you to be early. You know, so it's better, guys, if you if you try to go early and vote. The, the point is to try to be as early as possible, because that's when you can be flexible. You can go to other locations if there are long lines at one and not the other. So that's another. You're correct. Thing. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, Dr. Kim Ray. And what I was also going to add is mm -hmm. it's more flexible for people to early vote because there is that long list of early voting locations. So you may be at your house, your right. cousin house, somebody else's house. Mm -hmm. Why don't y'all all go as a family to the location down That's the street good. but it's going to be different on election day because you actually have to look at that voting id card that you have yeah and you have to go to that exact mm -hmm. same precinct yeah. because if you don't you can't vote at another place yes and it'll be so frustrating for you because you mm -hmm. know sometimes it's after you wait till you get to the front of the line to learn that so plan ahead guys so yep. let's let's talk about this the democrats control the house right now jarland they control the house right now so mm -hmm. you know we're talking about this election not only being a trump versus biden situation right but we're talking about the senate seats that are up and share share you know all about this okay you're in dc you you've been working in the, in this field share more details about how important this election season is based on these these other elections that are taking place right now. Absolutely. I think that what a lot of people don't understand is we get a lot of uh, energy and excitement when it's a presidential election. Come on, um, somebody. So, and, you know, <laughs> this energy and excitement needs to continue beyond 2020. It needs Come to on. continue in some states. 2021, they got seats up. They got yes. governorships up. Yes. Like we need to keep this excitement energy going. Mm -hmm. But the thing about 2016 that people don't think about is when Donald Trump became president, Republicans also took the House and they had the Senate. Yes. So what that means is whatever the president's agenda is, is going to be fully passed via legislation from the Senate and the House. OK, yes. Say so louder for the people in the back. So, you know, their agenda, it is what it is when they control both houses of U.S. Congress and they control the White House. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in 2020, uh, currently, like you mentioned, the Democrats control the House. Mm -hmm. You have Speaker Pelosi doing her thing, right? Yeah. Yep. On the Senate side, you have Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Republicans mm -hmm. control uh, the Senate. So yeah. that's why you're seeing all of these people don't understand that Senate and House kind of have to work together yeah. if you want a compromise agenda. Yes. But like the stimulus so that we can't seem to agree exactly. on. Exactly. The mm -hmm. stimulus passed the House, the mm -hmm. HEROES Act and the CARES Act, but it's sitting on the desk of Majority Leader Mitch McConnell right now. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically is the end all to be all when it comes to the stimulus. Yes. So yes. Democrats are in a unique position right now to where there are a couple Senate seats mm -hmm. that are able to be flipped. For example, Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. That's right. That's a big one. That's a big one. We have Jamie Harrison, who's a former staffer for um, with James Clyburn running against him. He's cashing in at millions. I think he raised $57 million in Ooh. the last quarter. Wow. And he's within like one percentage point 
of Lindsey Graham. So that's a big seat that people are looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to Maine, uh, people were mad at Susan Collins mm-hmm. for voting for Brett Kavanaugh when yeah. he came to Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So she has a challenger, Sarah Gideon, who also is within so many percentage points. So there wow. are basically like eight to maybe over eight Senate seats that are able to be uh, flipped. Flip. So what would happen is say Democrats control Senate, mm-hmm. then Chuck Schumer would become the majority leader. And say Democrats take the White House, you have Biden and Harris, president and vice president. You have Speaker Pelosi. And then whatever the Democratic agenda is, progressive agenda that it is, is going to be fully passed. At least for the next two years. Yes. Yes. It will be passed. And those seats now, the Senate are in there six, how many years? Six years. years. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And the House is only two. Only two. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So let's talk about the ballots itself now. Okay. Mm -hmm. We got the up and down ballots. You know, people, people say when, when you post those, those, um, ballots or those Uh endorsed, uh, flyers with Mm -hmm. people, they tell you who to vote for, for each side. Yeah. Up and down. They call it an up and down ballot. So share with us a little bit about that whole thing. Absolutely. So I think, you know, that's something that, old school black people have done back in the days, right? <laughs> you always get get your endorsement list yes. and somebody tell you how you who you gonna vote for when it comes to president, to Senate, to the House. Y'all gotta do y'all research, man. School board, right? <laughs> so when you hear someone say, I'm voting for a progressive agenda up and down the ballot, that means that they are voting for candidates and or issues because we do have amendments that may be on the ballot, mm-hmm. right, for your mm-hmm. state. Yeah. Um, so when they say I'm voting up and down the ballot, it means they're voting one way for a particular candidate, whether it's, oh, I'm voting up and down the ballot for all Democrats. So right. everybody on the ballot that's a Democrat, I'm voting for up and down. Okay. Uh-huh. And or issues. Yeah. You may have some people who say climate change is the biggest issue affecting me. So I'm going to vote for the candidates and the issues on there that have climate change in there. So when you hear people say up and down, they're looking up and down for a particular uh, party and or issue. Okay. All right. Wow. You know, you learn something new every day. I I hope that um, a lot of you have learned from that. I didn't know all of that. I I thought up and down meant party specific, but not issues Mm -hmm. as well. So that's that's pretty neat. Thank you for sharing that. So lastly, I want to get to the where to get your information for your state's early voting um, absentee ballots and the general election information. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, as I mentioned before, we can still use IWillVote.com. Okay. But everything is about education. So I want us to be educated. Yeah. People should be able to go on their local supervisor of elections website. Okay. And know that website in and out. That's going, you can put your address in there and it tells you where your early voting locations Mm -hmm. are, whether or not they've received your absentee ballot, Mm -hmm. how to request an absentee ballot. Yeah. And also um, where to go on election day. Yeah. So your status. And your status. Mm -hmm. Correct. So Mm -hmm. like, say you turn in your absentee ballot, Mm -hmm. that website's going to be able to tell you whether it's been received and what day and time it was received. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everything is follow through and follow yes, up when it comes right. to us. That's right. right. 
So, you know, on top of IWillVote.com, your local supervisor of elections uh, website. Also go on, if you're a Democrat, go on your party's website. Go to Mm DNC.com or Mm -hmm. go to, for example, Florida. The Florida Democratic Party has a website. Mm -hmm. If you're Mm -hmm. a Republican, do the same. RNC. RNC. Or the mm-hmm. Republican, your state Republican Party. Yeah. So I think that those would be like the three crucial resources that I would tell people. And then lastly, mm-hmm. if there are people running locally and you see them on a ballot or you see them that they're running, Google them. Yeah. Everybody has a candidate platform. Look mm-hmm. to see what their platform is. Look to see who's running against yeah. them. Look to see what brown and black people are running for those positions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you are for your priority is getting more black and brown people or more black people as candidates, yeah. you may want to just vote down the ballot for everybody black. Yeah. I'm rooting for everybody black, right? Yeah. So, you know, I don't, those are I don't encourage that, but that's, you know, she's just saying that that's something that if that's what you're passionate about doing, then, mm-hmm. then do it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's your personal choice. It's Absolutely. just a matter of being able to exercise that civic duty and that right to vote because that's right. Too many we, people fought for it. Too many people. Our people fought for it. Mm-hmm. Our grandparents, mm-hmm. like we're not mm-hmm. that many generations out from no. where they weren't able to vote. That's right. Yep. Even the poll tax. So Exactly. <laughs> Charlene, this was awesome. I, I really enjoyed this. Before I get too hot and, and start sweating because I'm getting hot and heated, I want to ask you, do you have any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Well, thank you, Dr. Kim Ray. This has been excellent. And I think my final thought would be um, just make sure you're voting. Make sure your mama, your daddy, your cousins, mm-hmm. your niece, your nephews, your kids, but create a voting plan. And I think that that's most important right now during this pandemic. Just like Dr. Kimbray said, early vote if you can, whether that entails going in person or whether that entails dropping your ballot off in an official drop box. Yes. But if you're, if you're healthy and you want to be further involved in a democratic process, see if you want to sign up to be a poll watcher or mm-hmm. a poll worker, mm-hmm. or maybe you're giving water out to people who are yeah. waiting in lines. Cause we know these lines are very long, Yeah, but just make sure that you're doing your part and you're exercising your civic duty um, for the right to vote. Because people said 2016 was, you know, the election of a lifetime. Yeah. I say 2020 mm-hmm. is election of life or death. Ooh, yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed, sister. I believe it. I, I receive it. And I thank you so very thank much. You. This was such a pleasure and such such a joy to to do this with you after so many years of, you know, of friendship and sisterhood, yes. but now we're, we're like, we're doing some sort of partnership right here. And, and I just love it. And I appreciate Absolutely. you and your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. My queen. Oh, <laughs> keep wearing <laughs> your crown girl. Yes, <laughs> and I'll talk girl. with you later. Take care now. Okay. Peace out. Take care.